Hello, hello. Welcome back to the All In Entrepreneurs Podcast, Season 2, Episode 5. Man, we got a beautiful, beautiful segment for you guys today. We are going to try to teach you how to crush the fourth quarter in your business with this video. And uh, we really hope that you get a lot out of this video. I'm sitting next to my two um, uh, man brothers and, and, and business partners. Uh, I'll let them introduce myself. My name is Carlos Reyes, allinnation.com, guys. What's going on, guys? My name is Sal Shakir, serial entrepreneur. I'm actually an immigrant from the Middle East. Came to the United States with no knowledge, no nothing, and uh, real estate was the stepping stone um, to my financial freedom, and I'm thankful for that. And uh, I want to thank every single one of you for tuning in to watch us talk and hopefully pick up some nuggets about how to crush the fourth quarter of the year alongside my business partner. Yeah. No, hopefully you will take away some gems today. So, oh. so, uh, but guys, uh, I'm one of your hosts, Alex Sines, 24 year old real estate entrepreneur. Started my real estate investing journey at 18, trailer to high school, no money, no credit, living out of trailer park. And in nine months, I finally was able to do my first real estate wholesale deal where I uh, closed for 13,000. And I took that 13,000, invested back in the business, watched a lot of podcast events, episodes just like this, where you can take a lot of information away and go apply it. Our intention with this uh, with this podcast and show is not to fluff you up. It's to give you guys real tips and strategies to be able to implement to improve your business and overall and overall your your life, right? So for today's podcast, we're extremely excited to uh, you know just to talk about the fourth quarter, right? Because you know I know you know I, I know me and Carlos play sports. So I don't know what sports you played back in the middle no East. Cricket, right? <laughs> cricket. So you play. Let's just say so I play soccer, cricket. but yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so there's not four quarters in soccer, right? But in football and basketball, there is four quarters, right? So I remember, like, just playing sports growing up, like, when that fourth quarter came down, it was time to it's go time. up and win. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and, and I remember at the start of every every quarter, it always started with uh, one chant, and that chant was four. <laughs> so that just it, it indicates, mm. like, it's the last quarter of the year, right? So taking what I learned from sports going into business – it's time to really tighten up and, and execute, right? And that's what we want to talk about today. For sure. A few announcements that we want to make, guys. This is very, very important for those of you guys that are listening. Uh, we have a few important announcements uh, from uh, the All-In Nation, yeah. guys. So two announcements. One, if you're local in Phoenix, we're throwing our last free pop-up of the year, right? There's a meetup that we're co-hosting with the Sub2 community, a.k.a. Pace Morby and his team, uh, and the Astro Flipping community uh, with uh, Jamil. A.K.A. Right? the Blue Genie. The Blue Genie, yeah. And uh, and then yours truly, you know, All In Nation. So we're co-hosting co a live free pop-up here at the Arizona Biltmore next Wednesday, uh, October 13th. So if you're obviously if you're watching this past October 13th, you know, just peep, you know, look out for the next one. But if you're watching this and you decide to want to attend, you can go directly to phxmeetup.com, phxmeetup.com. And you can get registered for free. The space is limited. I want to say we're like 90% full. So if you're watching this, go register ASAP. And then the second announcement is October or November 12th and 13th. We're throwing our last momentum of the year. For those that don't know what momentum is, this is an event dedicated to help you grow your business, right? So it's not start your business, it's grow your business. So if you're actively doing deals, we want to help you grow and scale that business so you can go directly to attendmomentum.com. Attendmomentum.com. You'll find the links in the description of this podcast uh, or and or YouTube video. 
And with that said, guys, those are the two announcements. Is there anything else? on? Yeah, and let me just say this about momentum, right? Um, the event has its own reputation. By far, uh, it, when it comes to scaling, I, I don't, and I'm, yeah, you can say like, oh man, you're, you're being biased, but it's the number one scaling event in the country. Ask around, ask anybody who's doing six and multiple six and seven figures. Um, it's going to be one of the best investments that you've made this year. So I highly encourage you to get, you know, to get off the bench, to get off the fence and make the event happen. It's virtual. Uh, it's virtual. Yep. We have a hundred seats available that are virtual. And then we have 30 in uh, physical in-house seats. And what does that mean? That means that for 30 people, they can actually come here to our office, spend two days with us, right? Go over, go over every single uh, detail in our operation, sit next to our uh, acquisition managers, disposition managers, CFO, admin, everything you can think of, right? You can physically be here with us, spend two days. We're going to lunches. We're doing dinners. Um, so 30 seats for that. So guys, uh, get, get in while it's still available. Attendmomentum.com. Check that out. But guys, okay, for today's uh, podcast, we want to go over how to crush the fourth quarter, right? That's what you guys are here for. Um, the first thing that we want to talk about is the biggest problems that we see in business owners, real estate investors um, in the fourth quarter. Yep. Like I what tendencies are we seeing all the time, including that from us, right? Like when we first started, like there were certain things that we did that really hurt us in the fourth quarter. You, you mentioned something earlier uh, about sports. Right. You ref you refer to sports and you said in sports, you go hard. The fourth quarter is when you go the hardest. Yeah. Right. Um, it's it's when most of the time, like when the game is either won or lost. It is. Right. Yeah. Well, for some reason, uh, not in business in general, but in real estate. Right. There's this perception out there that it's kind of like, oh, man, real estate really slows down during the fourth quarter now. That may be the case, right, when it comes to different avenues within real estate. Like if you're a real estate agent, right, yeah, okay, you know, uh, you're representing retail uh, buyers and sellers. Yeah, because of the holidays, you know, you got Halloween, you got uh, Thanksgiving, you got uh, Christmas time, right? You got people traveling, you got people not wanting to move, you got the weather, it's really cold, right? People are in school, kids are in school. So, yeah, I get it in some ways. It slows down for some uh, real estate professionals, like real estate agents, real estate brokers, the traditional way, mor mortgage, you know, yeah, m mortgage loan uh, uh, officers, right? But for us as investors, right, I want to get you guys' perspective on what happens on the investment side. Well, because so what you were mentioning is it's a, the leisure, right? So when it comes to, and I'm not saying not 100% of it, but a, a big percent of that is leisure. I want to sell my house if you're if you're going with a realtor. But on in the world that we're in, in the investment world, is people that need to sell their house there because there is some kind of a hardship. There is some kind of a condition that that selling the house would cure. Um, so whether it's financial, whether they're relocate relocating, or some kind of tragedy that happened in the family, whatever that may be. So you really can't anticipate when the need happened. Right. So it's you're not really talking about leisure at this point or, or a want. You're talking about a need, an actual need. And you never know when circumstances change. And we, actually, we talk about this all the time. You get leads that say, F off, I don't want to sell my house. But they come back a year after or two years later, they call you or you call them, you follow up with them and they say, hey, I am ready to sell my house now that where they're chasing you. 
Why? Because circumstances change. And that's really where we're here for. We're, we're problem solvers. And obviously the real, the realtor is a problem solver still. So if, obviously if someone wants to sell their house, that's a problem. Someone has to solve it. But in our world, we, we're more into the deeper problems, right? So we're like in the savior status, right? We're like, well, you need to like save me from drowning. The, I need this, I need out. So you really can't anticipate that. And therefore, that's one of the biggest reasons that we can say that it's not seasonal. Do you feel like uh, people like slow down or speed up towards closing? In what sense though? In business. Um, I think in general, honestly, uh, if you want to look at a, a business as a, a on a macro perspective, I think people slow down, right? Yeah. Even even big um, uh, big corporations, uh, as far as like employees, I think there's a mindset there, right? There's a mindset. Well, well let's there. name the obvious, right? So you got you got Thanksgiving. Yeah. You got, you, well, you hold on. Christmas, you got yeah. you got Halloween. You yeah, got Halloween, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. You got um. You got um. Christmas, Christmas and then you got New Year, right? So. Uh, there was this, like, I was talking to somebody the other day, uh, actually one of our, one of our, uh, mentees, uh, Esteban Castro, he said that, uh, he was talking to a very, um, uh, this dude, this, this guy, uh, that he was talking to, he's like a Jewish investor, um, Jewish real estate lawyer owns thousands of multifamily units. And he says that he never, ever tells his team, his company about like the pers- the perspective of the fourth quarter, like, Hey guys, it's the fourth quarter. I know things are going to get, he never actually, he does the opposite, which is very smart. Cause what did I just say? Right. Yeah. I said that all across the country, right. Whether you work at Best Buy or Wells Fargo, what are people, what are the specifically the employees from, from the teller to even maybe the CEO, right? Maybe not the CEO, but regional management, right. From the teller to uh, regional management, what are they thinking? What are they thinking about? This is my cool down. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, what are like they thinking vacation, about? Vacation they're mode. thinking about family. They're yeah. thinking about holidays. They're thinking about food. They're thinking shopping. about a little bit of shopping, right? And, and let's, they're not let me, thinking let me say about this, work. It, that's not a bad thing, right? Like all those things are beautiful. But here, like if you're doing all that with no like plan or strategy, then that really hurts the business. And then like obviously those months – I mean, for me, the last few years, I know for you guys too, they're not they're not cheap, right? Like, <laughs> they're not cheap. I wish they were cheap, right? And it's not even about the money, but my point is, because if you just focus all of that time into the fourth quarter on just personal things, and you don't have a team, you don't have the marketing going, you don't have the sales. I mean, come January, your pipeline's at zero. Dry. And that's happened. That's happened in, in my business where you kind of slow down that fourth quarter. You maybe slow down marketing. You, you stop executing like you normally would, and then you're playing catch up. There's there's an amazing feeling when you're going into January with full momentum, right? And and that is what we're really trying to emphasize here. Like it's okay to slow down and think, uh, oh yeah, I got Thanksgiving and, and Christmas and New Year's with the family, but my business is still cranking, right? And we're gonna give you guys real things to do this quarter um, to make sure that you're going into January with just you know. You know, it just made me realize what you just said. Bowling ball. Um, you know, if we slow down quarter four and think that we're gonna start the new year strong actually we just said it confirms actually otherwise because actually you're gonna have to start ramping up building your pipeline again so you're actually starting slower you're not starting strong in yeah. january and in real estate like what you do now dictates your 30 60 90 day results right yep. so if you're if you're taking the whole month of december off or, or november you're playing catch up january like yep. you're you're really playing catch up so 
you know, these are mistakes that we've we've done, and I'm sure some of you guys as well. Um, and for me, like, I definitely, like, don't get me wrong, I definitely enjoy the fourth quarter, but now it's just, like, I'm doing it with with the game plan and execution. So, like, because some somebody may ask, like, oh, but I worked hard, you know, the first three quarters, I can slow down on the fourth quarter. That doesn't mean you have to not enjoy the fourth quarter. It just means that you have to have things in place the fourth mm. quarter, right, as a team, strategy, marketing, you know, business plan to make sure that, yeah, maybe you're spending more time with your family during that quarter, but things are still being executed so you can go into the new year with full momentum. Well, uh, you know, you 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 hit something. Uh, you, you're talking about momentum, right? And uh, I read a book. It's called Atomic Habits, one of my favorite books. And for me, man, like I'm not I'm not really a reader like that. Like I might read a book a month, you know, this month I've already read two. Thank God. Yep. Uh, well, uh, last month, September, I read two books. Um, but I'll say this uh, it, it, in Atomic Habits. It talks about how a rocket ship. Right. Uh, it's I believe it. It it exhausts. It spends about 80 to 85 percent of its fuel. Take off, take off, yeah. Right. In the first few minutes. And the rest of it, how does it get to the moon? How does it get to its destination? By momentum, you know? So it, just like like just like you said, why not be that rocket ship? Like why not make your business that rocket ship where, you know, you do waste some fuel in the fourth quarter. So when January comes around, you don't have to restart the engines. Boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom. And you then know? like, let's, you know, let's be on the personal side, like, you know, thanks. I mean, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, you're not really eating the best, right? So maybe energy's not fully there come January 1st. Mm -hmm. you know, I've been there. Um, so what if you're already going with momentum, right? Like what if you're and, and transition this to like personal goals too. It's like, what are you doing in the fourth quarter to make sure that your personal goals for the current year are being met and then the next year are being met. So for, for that, it's, it's all preparation, right? It's like, mm -hmm. and, and, and I know for me, this I'm not committing the same mistake that I have last year, or the last few years, where it's like you slow down that fourth quarter. I'm going full momentum because exactly like the rocket ship example, you have to you have to do that. And I'd rather start my year off like with a freaking million dollars in the pipeline than than nothing. Yeah. And for me, like imagine like think about what that does to the year. Like if you start off strong, if January is your biggest month, let's just put it like, let's just say you set the like, tone. What, yeah. What, what tone does that set mm -hmm. for the year? And that mm -hmm. excites me. And that's, that's what, that's what we're doing. You know, uh, you, uh, you wanted to talk about some, some personal goals, right? Um, and I feel like that's very important because a lot of people, you know, what happens, what do they call them? The new year, the new, the new year resolutionist or resolution list. Yeah. Yeah. The, no, not the resolution. No, not the resolution list. The typical people, the people, the people are like, you know, mm -hmm. new year, new me. Yeah. Right. The gym is packed. Right. On January 1st to like yep. January 15th. Right. Treadmills can't, you know, can't even can't get on them because everybody's there. Right. New year, new me. Um, but like you said, man, it's like, why not prepare in the fourth quarter? Right. What is, what is that old saying? If you fail to prepare, you prepare to, to fail, fail yeah. right? So why not prepare in the fourth quarter um, to go into that in 2022 um, already, like the train's already moving, you know what I mean? Uh, and on the personal side, you know, I wanted to talk about some of the goals that you guys may have for, for the fourth quarter. What are some of your personal goals? Yeah, I want to get ahead of uh, just a, 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 not a strike, but a, a disciplined, devoted um 
workout schedule and, and food plan. So on, that's on the personal side. Um, I feel like every – live very intentional with every other part. Obviously, it could always get better. But that's, like, my number one priority. And on the business side, it's um, it's to really break the barrier, right? Like, it's to, to go after that. Uh, and the real estate side, for those wholesalers watching, it's to break that million-dollar mark. Like, that's what I'm after. So When you this, say the million-dollar mark, what does it mean? Million dollars – uh, in fees in one month closed there closed. you go not in pipeline so so we're yeah we're stuffing it and stuffing it um we're a little bit more than halfway through for this month so i'm just i'm just excited to keep keep pressing it forward and then setting that standard right because once you do something like you have the proof of concept and then and then identifying like okay what's working and then what am i not doing that could be working so we realize like man if you focus on a few things in business like it really makes the it changes everything. But for me, I look at the opportunity in other places, right? So like, let's just say one marketing strategy is working. I think like, dang, I haven't even implemented th this other strategy that could add to this. So now it's creating just consistency and everything. So this for the fourth quarter, really want to dial it up that way. And then creating um, right now, I'm just like dedicated to create all the SOPs for the company. So because I really, I really want to scale this into multiple markets. Uh, which we are, but multiple teams in multiple markets. Um, so that those are some of the business goals. And then to make sure that we don't miss a week uh, podcast and uh, make sure that we get the audio right, insider joke. Uh, but, yeah, so that those are some of the personal goals. Um, yeah, I'm just enjoying the journey, so I'm glad to be here. What about you, Sal? Um, my son just turned one year old. So uh, for me, uh, personal is family now. So personal doesn't just in involve me. And uh, now I'm starting to like enjoy the moments, and especially you talking about you know the holidays. This is like the, my favorite time ever. I was ever since I was you know back home, and this is like the time of like joy. This is a time of hope. This is a time of like self reflect. This is the time that we can dream and see how our next year can look like. So use that, and I lo I love this. Like we, me and my wife actually use our our like inner child. Uh, come come to Christmas time. That's amazing. Uh, we like literally watch Christmas movies. We do like Christmas stuff. Even if I don't eat marshmallows, I do the marshmallows and you know like the the, the s'mores just to just to have that feeling. And uh, you know, obviously set the goals for me. Business and per personal like you know coexist. Versus some people really try to separate those two. So I came to a realization where we can't really separate the two as much as we want to. Um, so understand that there is somewhat of a balance that you want to obtain, but it's going to involve having both of them at the same time. So personally, I would love to travel. My family would love to have, uh, take care of the, the, the wife, the, the, my child, take care of my, my, uh, for a little further family, take care of my mom and my dad, my brother. And those are like goals, obviously set with financial, even though you want to care for them personally and you take care of them then that comes in with financial, even though that's, that's really not the core values, like the finances, the core is like taking care of people and caring for people really ultimately caring for yourself. Even when you give money to like a complete stranger, I uh, got, you know, a homeless person or anything, really it, it brings more joy to you than the person that receives it. At least that's how I think. Mm. And, and that, in that sentence, uh, I think that, you know, taking care of my health, being there for my family, taking that that time off if, if needed be 
as long as you you have things in place, as long as you have a, a complete plan, you you don't want to just take off and expect everybody to know what to do or to know what that you're up to. So have a plan, execute it, reap the rewards that you you actually worked so hard for the whole year, but don't completely abandon it just so you can have a good time. That's that would be my personal true, goal. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, well, <clears throat> uh, you know, for me, uh, you know, and not to change the mood but uh you know what's crazy is holidays used to be very hard for me back in the day um holidays were really difficult for me um the way that i grew up right um very poor and then very dysfunctional like when even when we came to the states um you know like i'll give you an example thanksgiving um i used to have to go to somebody else's house like a friend's house to to celebrate thanksgiving um, Christmas, same thing, you know, uh, with no Christmas tree, no presents. I have to go to one of my good friend's house to celebrate Christmas, you know, tamales and, uh, you know, whatever they were, they were serving. All the Mexican food. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's crazy, man. Like holidays were cold, man. Like holidays were cold. And I'm talking about like all the way till I was probably around like 19, 20, 21 years old, man. Like I remember, um, one specific holiday, uh, it was around uh, Christmas time, and we were living off of 7th Street and south of Thomas. We were living in a house, a small little house, two bedroom, behind the house, and they had no, uh, it had no, no, no heat. And uh, I remember me and my brother used to share uh, a room, and I remember like we would, we had there was one bed. Uh, it was one bed and we would take turns like, Hey man, this night you sleep on the bed. I'll sleep on the floor. All right. I'll sleep. Not, not, it's my turn. And I remember one day, man, like it was morning and it was so cold and there was no, like I, there was no heat. There was no heat. There was no heater in there. Right. Sometimes we used to like turn on the, uh, the stove to catch a little bit of heat. And I remember me and my brother breathing, like, you know, when you can see yeah. the cold. Right. And I remember, uh, thinking to myself, man, like, I'm like, man, if, you know, when I have my own family, you know, um, I'm going to, I'm not going to feel this way. I'm going to actually, you know, do everything for them that I didn't have. Right. So I've been able to turn that around now, yeah. now, like, and this is something that my wife taught me because my wife grew up completely opposite of me. My wife grew up with mom, dad, and family and presence and joy. Right. I grew up totally opposite of that. And Man, I remember even as a as an adult, man, like, you know, from like my 20s all the way to like my 30s until I had my first daughter, when the holidays came around, man, like for me, it was like almost like depressing, you know, because, you know, I had all that. Bad memories. And now I look forward to them. You know, I look forward to my maybe girls, you know, like making it special for them and things like that. So one of my personal goals is to continue to make it as memorable, as joyful, uh, to my to my daughters you know nine-year-old three-year-old that's one uh another goal for me on the personal side is to continue to optimize my health mentally emotionally spiritually and physically right uh that's one of my high priorities um and um and then you know outside of that uh i can't wait for us to have our first million dollar month this this quarter amazing i i see it coming like we we've been working Working our butts off, I, to I, brother. That. I think that's probably the last thing when it comes to single family, right? One of the one of the last things. I mean, there's still plenty of milestones that you can probably have, but um, 
I can't wait for us to have our first. It'd be, man, I don't know that you were going to try to get a million dollar a month, right? That's amazing. We're trying. Can you imagine, right, if you get a million dollar a month in the fourth quarter and then we get a million dollar a month? That would be something to celebrate. Like, we we, we have to do, we got to do something. God, no, yeah. I, right? We would have to do something. We're going all, you, you we're going all in. Yeah, you got you to enjoy it. So, some right? people are like, no, let's on to we the next We don't really thing. celebrate yeah. victory. We're going to buy the all in jet. No, I was kidding. Just think about it, right? <laughs> we have six figure months. Do we celebrate anymore? And it just became normal. No, you just right? move, move on. We have a mil- if we have a million, when? Not if, because I know. You know, I know. I know it's coming. And it's either going to happen this month or next month. Oh, I, I, right? There, there's, there's this month or next coming. month, right? Um, well, there's one specific property definitely coming That up. one alone is going to be probably 80% of it. So um, this month or next month, we will have our first million dollar month. And I'm not just like fluff, you know, fluff or blowing smoke. I'm gonna have yeah, we'll show the hugs. documentation, yep. right? Because documentation beats conversation, right? Yep. No fluff here. Yeah. No. No. You know, people out there, you know, they they're all like, "I'm doing this, and I got this in the pipeline." And I I remember how cool it was to do that, right? <laughs> we have eight hundred thousand dollars in the pipeline. Yeah, but how much how much of it closed? Three hundred, you know, yeah. four hundred, whatever, right? We're gonna show some HUD. So that's a personal and a bit a professional goal for me is to have our first million dollar month. On the real estate side, um, what marketing strategy should people be doing or not doing for this quarter? Man, you know, uh, it's funny, but on the marketing side, Sal, you know, very early in our partnership, um, he kind of uh, inserted in my brain that you like to kind of fall in love with marketing, right? Uh, I know it's risky. I know a lot of people out there that are probably listening, you know, they think of marketing, they think of an expense, they think of risk. I get it, you know, cause it could hit It may, it may work. It may not work. Right? right. And I was like that too, because I come from not doing that. And Sal already had a dealership and he used to market, he used to spend money on like Facebook ads and you know, whatever he was doing at the time. And you know, he's like, and I remember when we got our first deal and he, and he was like, all right, man, let's put a bunch of this back into marketing. I was like, whoa, dude, we just made, you know, I think it, we had made like 5K, right? He's like, let's put 2,500, you know, back into direct mail. I was like, whoa, right? I was like, no, nah, man, let's keep it, right? <laughs> like, he's like, no, nah, bro, you got to put it back into marketing. It's the bloodline of your business and da 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 It's how we're going to generate more leads and more deals. So for me or for us, right, I know Sal is, he's already having that itch of trying another you know he he's, he wants to get back on the national ppc yep. right and obviously as his partner i'm here to support it you know i'm here to support it because i love i love experimenting with marketing especially because you know what we don't see money the way a lot of other people see money if me sal do we we, we experiment a lot that's how we learned a lot of this game we didn't have mentors growing you know coming in this game right so Sal's like, all right, man, I'm going to spend, you know, I'm just going to experiment with like 10,000, 15, 20,000, whatever on national PPC. Okay. Right. We've already tried that several times. We failed. Right. Um, same thing. All right. We're going to throw some direct mail, whatever. So for us, there's two things that we're not going to get away from. Cold calling and direct mail. Uh, cold calling and cold calling and direct mail. Those are the two things that we've really done. Right, um, and we need to get back on the horse with direct mail because PPC as well for sure. That this and, is and PPC, hundred percent. Let's let's consistency, right? Let's mm-hmm. keep the trifecta going of PPC, cold calling, and direct mail. Absolutely. Let's stay consistent, but most importantly, right? It's all about your team's capacity to efficiently 
handle the incoming leads, the influx of leads that are coming in. Because at that point, Sal, there's been so many times where Sal yells, uh, you know, yells on the acquisition side, right? right? Hey, you're getting, you guys are getting way more leads than you guys can even handle. Do you guys have your cold callers uh, dial on like Thanksgiving? <laughs> I don't know. No, right? Question. I don't know. Question, actually, I think we did half day. I'm not mistaken. Last what year. are you guys going to do this year? Well, and by the way, for those of you that are wondering, because I get this question asked time and time again, listen, guys, if you want your cold calling operation fully, fully automated on the back end, completely structured, organized, professional, go to callgeeks.com. We have, we personally use 30 agents from callgeeks. And ever since we made that switch, we've been extremely profitable since 2018 on the cold calling side. So, um, I don't know. Uh, we got to talk to you know Jason over at Call Geeks and see and see what he thinks because he's yeah. he's the professional. He he you know he's been in multiple industries. He sees what works. He sees what doesn't work. There's been times where he's told us, "Hey, we don't yeah, want to do no, it on this." No, 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 we we will try it. If you're wondering, like we we've we've tried before and we're gonna reflect on that. But we've tried and what we're I, I will say this: everybody's home. True. Yeah. Everybody's different, home. Different. For, yeah. Right. Perspectives. Um. Okay, so you guys cold calling, direct mail, PPC, that's it. There. What about you? Um, what do you got going on? Yeah, I mean PPCs are strong suit. Um, I'm definitely going to do a theme direct mail, so just like holiday direct mail, and then uh, and then cold calling. Uh, that's more for land development stuff. So mm -hmm. thinking about scaling that up, but really PPC has been uh, so good for us um, in our eight states. So we do eight state campaign for. And, and how crazy is that, by the way? Because Sal discuss we discusses this we discuss this every now and then. We're like, wait a minute. You you got, you know you got the uh, PPC national campaign. We got a, a PPC national campaign. Yours is doing extremely well. Ours is subpar. Like what is going on? I don't you know, right? Yeah, we got to look at the the back end stuff. And then so that we put a little bit of a halt to it. I think thirty or sixty days ago, right? And uh, we were ready to jump back in. Uh, and I think Sal's gathered more information to make more tweaks. God willing. Yeah. It's crazy. Sometimes I don't know how how Google works, but. I'm I'm somewhat convinced that it, you copy the same thing and you put it into two different campaigns. Eddie, like, sure do doesn't better. like you. I, I I don't know what it is. I swear. Yeah, I don't think they like copy campaigns. That's why you gotta change your ads up. Exactly. A bit. Yeah. So okay. okay. So so for marketing, um, are you guys increasing budget, lowering budget? We're not gonna lower our budget. And and guys, there's you know there's a lot of people out there, right? So we know some that actually completely. We can we probably have over sixty thousand leads. 60 easy because last time I checked was like 58,000 and that was like 30 days ago and this so, is uh, four, five how many years is this? Uh, well Sal and I started in 2014 um, we didn't really start getting organized like because for the first year or two we were on pen and paper and whatever we can find in the car right? so these are 60,000 people that have said hey I want I'm interested yeah in so I'm going to say Sal when did you implement Podio was it 15 or 16 Fif maybe 15 yeah. 15. Sure. Okay. So six years, six years. Yep. Uh, yeah. So 10,000 leads a year, That's interesting. whatever that is. Millions of dollars spent. There's definitely, yeah, there's definitely millions of dollars spent millions of dollars made. Um, How many would you say are um, like active, like still interested? You know, well, you know, I, I say this all the time. I think three to 5% uh, minimum, three to 5% minimum. No, so no, I'm saying like, cause obviously they, they all came in as a lead yeah. and they get filtered down. Like how many, like what? What is what is your team calling? I, this is the thing. I think you can convert three to five percent of the sixty thousand leads. How many are interested? There's definitely more. Yeah. Just you don't catch them at the right time, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, 
again, we could do what a lot of investors do and stop our marketing and just have our people focus on the 60,000 leads. So actually, there's something that I wanted to talk to you about um, because we know uh, a specific investor that's extremely successful that what he does is he stops the marketing uh, and he does and he focused on his own leads. I don't want to completely stop the market, but I want to decrease um, the market so we don't have that influx where we can focus on our pipeline. Mm. Again, that's not like really on the follow up. Yeah, hey, we're not going slower, but what I would do, I would use the same marketing channels that I have for cold traffic, but into our own warm traffic that we have in our own system. So that's like a goal of mine is to do. So maybe RVM put campaign, cold, maybe put cold callers yeah. to call to cold call the yeah. Uh, so an RVM campaign no. and a cold call campaign for that. Uh, for that for the, the the leads that are already in the system correct and that that was like a goal of mine to do we, I, I actually, love that we, idea i wanted to discuss that with you before because we're not really see people are gonna say well you're gonna stop marketing not necessarily i would probably do the ppc campaign to bring on new leads but the cold call campaign and any other campaign would be focused on my own leads because we have that database so and by the way you don't have to copy this like everybody is at a different journey in in their business and where they're at you know if I, two years ago, we can't afford to do this because we're like, we need to build more of the pipeline. We need more more consistency. We have the team to, we're, we're building the team. We're trying to have processes. But today where we stand, I feel like we have enough of a process. We have uh, we have a good, good market presence. We have a good understanding of what markets that we're in. We're not learning a new market. Therefore, we can afford to do this um, with a snap of a finger. So... I guess maybe a year from now, next year, maybe we'll have something different where we will prepare for something even bigger than that. There you go. Yeah, I love that. Um, what sales tips would do you guys use in the fourth quarter to get deals? Because a lot of the, you know, the 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 challenge for wholesalers is people don't really like to sell or move um, during the holidays. So what do you guys what are you guys doing for uh, to to still get deals during the holiday months? You want me to take that one? Go ahead. Uh, so I don't think it's it's seasonal. I think it's more of a situational. Thing. Yeah, it's not situational or it's situational for it's sure. Situational. It's not seasonal. Yeah. So we offer the same things. We offer people to stay longer. Uh, we offer some uh, some upfront money, some holdback money, whatever that may be. We offer uh, sixty days. Yeah, uh, 60, whatever that may be. Like we maybe, offer it. Even maybe a to cash move, advance. Yeah, cash advances. Move moving them. Um, you know, renting uh, movers. Mm -hmm or like hiring movers for them or whatever that may be, but it's not just for the season. Uh, I think it's it's mainly situational and that's part of the tools that we have in our tool belt to use to acquire more deals because you have some, uh, some uh, you know, uh, eye buyers, which is they're more of a, you know, they look at numbers, more of a numbers thing. Right. And they don't really connect to the sellers on the same level we do. I, I like to think that we're a corporation, but we operate somewhat of a mom and pop on the on the personal relationship. Therefore, we will acquire those deals that other people won't because they'll look at it as black and white. Even though we want to operate as business owners as black and white, you want to have your salespeople to operate in somewhat of a gray area in their negotiation because that's what gets you the most deals. So, yes, we'll offer these things all year all year long. Yeah, and that and that's one of the things like it, it by having all those tools, it doesn't matter what month of the year it is, but for one thing that I've seen work like the last 5 years is when people don't like to sell during the holidays, there's certain sellers that don't because of the moving. Oh, I'll get to January 1st. Mm -hmm. We'll do like a 60-day closing or a 90-day closing uh, to give them, you know, the the uh, you know the, the time to, to move out. So 
by using that tool in your negotiation and sales conversations and letting them know, hey, I can give you this price. We can close in, in 60 days. You know, there's no rush. We'll do all our paperwork in between. And, you, you know, this is the outcome. Uh, people are, are, are more comfortable in doing that. Because a lot of people think like, oh, if you're paying me cash, you gotta, I got to move out next week, right? But if you're open with the seller and letting them know, hey, here's the timeline, no rush, what else do you need? I mean, yeah, we do cash advances after, obviously, title clears mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and, and holdbacks and, and you know, U-Haul trucks and movers, and we've done, we've done all of that as well. But letting them know that there is another option without, you know, creating so much urgency because some people – they don't want to move out in five so days. So you're emphasizing on the on the we're lenient on the time. Yeah, you, you yeah. just want yeah. So for everybody watching this, like make sure that you're um in your in your seller conversations that they know that you're lenient with them, right? You don't need to close tomorrow, right? And that that really helps with locking up deals. And then guess what happens? Your pipeline fills up and then by January, February, you're having huge months because of all the work you did in December. Mm. Um Tips and uh, tips for uh, well, setting yourself up for 2022. Um, uh, so if you want to maybe just share some of the stuff that we do to set ourselves up, even more more importantly on on the ta on the tax savings. So f financially, I, I think that most most people are in, in business are they're hustlers, right? We're all hustlers in the business. But I think to to be a good businessman, businesswoman, that you understand that getting we all we all think about getting money, right? What's the next dollar that we can we can grab? But we really don't 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 focus on on the dollar we can save. That really is actually if you put two dollars in your hand, a dollar here and a dollar here, and the dollar which one is worth more money, uh, the dollar earned or the dollar saved. Now we know this: the dollar saved is actually worth more money because you pay taxes on that, <laughs> and is the other one you probably pay thirty or forty percent on it, depending on what your tax bracket you're in. Yep. So. At, at early age, I always knew that I need to save money because I need something better to invest. I, I, I have an opportunity to invest. So when it comes down to business, I always like to make sure that the business is well enough where it can produce for my lifestyle. I don't want to do it the other, the other way around. I don't want my, my personal to take care of the business. It's the other way around. It's like some people have uh, they have a million dollars. They want to buy a nice house. And I look at them. And I say, hey, do you have a business? The house is not going to make you the business. The business is going to make you bring you the nicest house. So, alongside with that, you have to learn how to to use the the loopholes there is, or like the right ways of investing to save money on taxes. Number one, I would say, and by the way, this is not. I'm not a tax expert. This is just things that we we do. This is not financial advice. Definitely not a financial <laughs> advice. So, uh, seek legal counsel or or counsel. Like professional. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we spend the most money or even we prepay prepay toward the end of the year because that saves us next year's taxes and if and that's the easiest way to do it if you're not prepared like in your organization whether it's an s corp c corp whatever that may be the 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 corporate uh, structure uh, structure umbrella that you have so that kind of buys you some time but uh there is other things you could do you can buy some kind of uh, depreciating assets uh, that's why when car we were talking earlier about how we can buy some multifamily and, and, you know, what I focus on, yes, is going to bring us money, but what I care about is I want to look at it on a full circle. And this is the, obviously this is the last sprint that you can do that toward the end of the year. 
you want to buy something where obviously generates you some money, but look on the other side. 50% is generating the money, but the other 50% is saving the money. So how much is it saving you? Is it saving you taxes on your ordinary income that you have where it's a depreciating asset? So look into how you can save all that money that you work so hard for toward the end of the year and not just go buy gifts thinking that it's going to be a write-off. No, use it for the right tools, for the right vehicles that can be considered as a write-off. So something that Sal actually learned how to do uh, a couple years ago was uh, prepay uh, a lot of your marketing expenses, you know, prepay some yeah, of I mean, those. Yeah, if, if you're planning to be in business next yep. year, you might, you might Pre as well prepay, prepay some, you know, prepay Absolutely. some direct mail, prepay some Google AdWords, prepay right. whatever you need. You're going to have to pay for anyway, right, next yep. year. Uh, and the goal is to bring your uh, that taxable income, that taxable earned income down, right? And again, I'm not a tax expert, so seek uh, seek seek professional help or counsel. Uh, but those are some of the things that we do uh, that helps a lot. It helps yeah. a lot. Obviously, if like your net profit on the year is like 80k, don't put 80k into marketing, yeah, right? Because yeah, yeah. you want to still build that track record where you're bankable, and you can then, you know, a few when, years of that, you get. When you, start, yeah. when, when you start making uh, a few million dollars, um, man, like, it's, it's a, it gets a little crazy on the tax side, you know, so, uh, right? Uh, uh, so just like you said, you make 80, 100K, yeah, you know, you can yeah. get away with, like, Maybe a 10, lot, 15, but, 20, right? Yeah, but, yeah, for sure. Um, reflecting on the last three quarters, you said you wanted to touch up on that? Yeah, I think... Um, a lot of it, and this isn't something that I'll reflect on, you know, here on the on the sh on the show. Um, but I think it's really important to really process the things that worked and then the thing that didn't work the last three quarters. So you know, create some time uh, on your alone time where you can you know go journal and and really dissect the first three quarters of the year, both personally and in in the business. You know what worked, what didn't work. Um, the greatest way to not make the same mistakes is to learn from the first time, right? Or the greatest way to win again is to do what you did in the first place to win. So make sure that you're, you know, taking adequate time to reflect on this year, uh, the last three quarters, so then you can move uh, forward with next year with more certainty and confidence. And you could just win more, right? Because this game is about growing and evolving. And if you're, if you hit another, if you, if you do the same thing next year that you did this year, I promise you, and maybe this is just for me, but it's going to be, uh, you know, it's not as fulfilling, right? It's, it's a little well, mediocre. -ish. And the game's going to change and evolve with or without you. So, you know, you got to try to keep your eye on the ball, you and know? Either you adapt or you look what happened. Result, yeah. Look what happened in 2020, yeah. right? We had to, I mean, completely change so much in 2020. You remember Absolutely. that. We had to adapt. And unfortunately, a lot of people lost their, their behinds. Their, their behinds or their, their jobs or their actual business because they didn't want to adapt or it was unfortunately so abrupt where like everything changed overnight almost like it felt like overnight and they didn't want to adapt or they didn't have the capacity to adapt so that's actually more of a reason why you 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 can't settle in your business and, and just be ha be okay with where you're at six months ago because guess what some things may change just like we had that pandemic something changed but the people that didn't have a process, didn't have some people to help them, didn't have any contingency plans, really d ended up dissolving or getting out of business. So, don't don't get caught with your pants down when things like that happen. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. that's, that's true. Yeah, I mean, guys, I think it's a very informative episode. Anything else to add? No, no. Uh, do us a huge favor. Uh, share the podcast uh, with somebody that you may feel uh, may 
may actually learn from this uh, episode or from any of our other episodes. Um, I know season one, uh, people just absolutely loved it. We took a break right after season one. I don't know how long it was, months, a year? Almost, no, it was, yeah, almost, almost a year and a half. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but we're so back. We're back. So we're back. Yeah. And, um, you know, we've we've grown a lot in the past two years. And, you know, we've uh, we've evolved. So I feel like you're going to get more out of season two than you did in season one. And season one had a great feedback. Yeah. And uh, next week we have a very special guest. So make sure you tune in. If you're watching this, it's going to be live on our Facebook and YouTube. So go to All In entrepreneurs and we will be uh having the episode live but yeah our first guest of season two is is coming next week so excited for that i don't even know who it is but yeah. I'm, oh it's, yeah god willing it's, yeah, it's gonna be fire but Great. guys thank you make sure you like comment subscribe share and we'll see you guys next week let's go boom